This week on Pilot Co-Pilots, we have Kaylee Smith-Westbrook of Series Fest and discuss AMC's Preacher with Anna Dresden and Mike Spence. Welcome to another episode of Pilot Co-Pilots, where each episode we talk to TV industry guests and take you on a guided tour through the pilot episode of one of this season's newest shows. That's right. We treat each new series like a trip to TJ Maxx or Marshalls. Is it really going to be worth it? (laughs) (laughs) You have good luck at Marshalls. That's true. I think it's easier for men. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, okay, so this is a crazy episode. So I was in New York City to record the discussion of the show Preacher that we're doing uh, with Anna Dresden and Mike Spence, but you couldn't be there. So No, I'm so sad. Yeah. And now I'm recording from Denver. I'm here for Series Fest. And I did the interview with Kaylee here, and you're still in Chicago. Yeah. I. It's tough. This is a tough one. I know, but I couldn't do a whole episode without you. You know, so, so I figured, let's do the intro and outro. You've actually heard the discussion we had about Preacher, too, so at least you have that. I, I have. Yeah. I, I have that under my belt. Um, but, yeah. Oh, I should also mention, Maya, you and I went and saw the SpongeBob musical last week, oh, speaking God. of TV shows. So I have never seen an episode of SpongeBob in my life. <laughs> in my life. And I was... You know, to be honest, kind of dreading the the idea of going to the musical because, you know, I always kind of thought it was just a little bit dorky, but it was one of the best things I've ever seen on stage. (laughs) I mean, I think... No exaggeration. They really did it with the set. The costumes were amazing. I'll have to... I have to say, you know, I watch Spongebob. Uh, I don't think that the, the story... Also, I think it was in previews when we watched it, so I'm sure they've fixed it a little bit. I think the story could have been tighter, and but it was still very sweet and about friendship, and 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 there were some really awesome stage moments. So I appreciated that. But it was really fun. Yeah, j- highly recommend. See, I told you you'd like Disney, and now and and you did, and and I thought you might like the SpongeBob <laughs> musical. So I know you've opened my eyes to so many nerdy things. Uh, reliving your childhood. Or perhaps living your childhood for well, the first maybe, time. Maybe, maybe living it for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's let's get to it. I, I want to hear the interview again, so let, let, let's go to the episode. All right. All right, here we go. All right. Here we are with Anna Dresden. Or... Here she is, again, our first guest ever. Anna Dresden is really? here with That's us. Right. Comedian, writer author of How May We Hate You, which was only available in theory the first time, but now it is available on Amazon.com. Now it's fully available for purchase if you order it. They will bring it to your house. They won't say, well, you got to wait. They'll say, here you go. And bookstores. And bookstores. Keep your eye out. How May We Hate You. Hilarious tales of the hospitality concierge industry. Um, And we're here also with Mike Spence. Hi, Mike. Hey, Evan. Mike is a comedian, writer, reality TV producer. That's right. Uh... So, guys, we watched uh, Preacher this time. We tried real hard. Did we? <laughs> well, I did. I watched Preacher. I watched it, too. I watched it, Some, most, some of it. Um, I I will say I, I stopped watching this show about 13 minutes into it because of a very good reason, which was that it was 
dumb and I hated it. <laughs> Here's, I think our main, the first thing we have to just get out of the way to talk about this show is the question, can Seth Rogen have a passion project? And I think he can, but it's weird. <laughs> Am I wrong? Is that wrong? I don't want to be like snide or like... I feel like every- I don't want to be shitty about it, but I feel like that's part of what is weird about this show. He doesn't need a passion project. I feel like everything he does is a passion project at this point. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so okay. Here's what I'll say about that. Um Hollywood will stop at nothing to make every single dream of average pudgy sort of try hard but also sort of not try hard men come true like hollywood will exhaust itself to say no 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 really what do you want and what else do you want what do you want you want a show about a, a, a alien a, a ghost from space you want that we can make that happen that's what i've realized doing this podcast is there's a show about everything now ghosts from sp- whatever but i mean it's like, is that not, is that not fun is no it's fun it's super fun there is a, does that hap- does that happening in and of itself mean that someone else is not able to make something that should be made instead, though. Here's the thing. Yes, it literally takes airtime. But I will say that AMC is just, like, this was, like, if you put Breaking Bad and Mad Men, and what else is an AMC show? Walking Dead. Walking Dead. This show is that, sh- all those shows put together. Well, I don't know that that's it- true. It's just a, it's like the furthest logical conclusion, like, oh, no. preacher, southern, punching, smoking, space, alien, uh, ghost. I think that, well, I think actually this is the issue now, is that, wait, because you, you're t- you're cutting out so many AMC shows, though, that, like, we don't talk about because we don't remember Low Winter Sun. Yeah, or whatever, like, uh, uh, Computer Fire. There's a new one, like, Feed the Beast or something, like, what, is that on that? And they had that spy show that people said was really good, but no one watched. The point is, AMC's, AMC is just banking on whatever Chris Hardwick likes. It's that's man-based. what they want now. It's, uh, that's it's really like, yeah, it's I for, think that's the thing. It's for nerds who now have 401ks. That's what AMC is for. It's for guys who are like, no one ever fucks me except for my beautiful wife. Oh, right. I have a lot of money. What show do I want to watch? Listen, I I, I follow Chris Hardwick on Instagram, and I think he's done a he great like job. seems like a genuine person. He seems great. And I like if I could mean. get this podcast on Nerdist Network, please, let me – I'd love to. You know, whatever. But anyway. There's a separate, there's a separate issue yeah, with Chris anyway. Hardwick, which I think is that – I think he's uh, if, you're, if you're having like a show where, you talk, where you're just hyping the show – you're not you're not allowed to say anything that like oh that was a bad ending of this season <laughs> yeah. of The Walking Dead. It's just like every episode. Oh my god! He's just selling like, yeah, being yeah. excited, and I think that that's something that it's fair to annoy everyone about this genre, which is that you're either shitting on it because it's not the right uh, adaptation. Or you have to be part of this like I love it machine, yeah. Yeah. and there's very little middle ground there. Ugh. It's just so not fun when you're not into it. It's like not. And the thing is, I love weird story stuff. I love like form based, like high concept things involving ghosts and like random shit. I like weird. But this show, it's when I saw it based on the comic book. Well, by, let me read. The- and then Seth Rogen yeah, wrote, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, are you fuck? It's like just show us a dick for an hour. <laughs> That's the show. Could not be more. It's man with like a shitload of pubic hair. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the the, the log line here, and then we can actually of the of, show of, or the of, comic of the. This is the deadline. 
I'm going to get this out of the way. No idea about the comic. I feel like you shouldn't have to come to something with a knowledge of the comic. So so this is is like the log line that Deadline wrote about this TV show. Because the one that AMC wrote was just like, it's a preacher and he's in a town. So anyway. Did they write in that voice? Yeah. No, it was Chris Hardwick. It was Chris Hardwick's voice. It was written in comic stands. This is a show about a preacher. Okay. You guys. (laughs) All right. So... Preacher is a supernatural, twisted, and darkly comedic drama that follows a West Texas preacher named Jesse Custer, who is inhabited by a mysterious entity that causes him to develop a highly unusual power. Jesse, his badass girlfriend Tulip, and an Irish vagabond named Cassidy come together, and when they do, they're thrust into a crazy world populated by a cast of characters from heaven, hell, everywhere in between literally <laughs> eat my butt here's my issue i that show that show sounds interesting to me yeah here's the thing this pilot it's fair to ask the question what happened because he doesn't get the supernatural powers it's gonna be so supposedly interesting for this whole show until like five minutes to credit and you don't really know what it is yet like no. i was like okay so this being inhabits him right Oh, did you get to that point? I God, saw, no. it was it was I like during a, the credits that that no, happened. No, no, no. I also I will say AMC.com's player makes you watch about seven minutes of ads <laughs> at every ad break, and it's like I can't, I can't buy Wait, any. Now, of this now, stuff. now, a word from our sponsors. Ugh. Just kidding. I wish I had sponsors. I fully fun. no, I didn't. I turned it but off you saw, after he talked to the there's sheriff. A, there's some sort oh, of on the plane. Sheriff scene. The plane. Uh, the plane. You turned it off after the plane. I during the plane battle sequence. I was like. Honestly, I just, I, that was the moment where I reached 100% on like what I'll tolerate from male culture. Mm-hmm. I'm just done. Like, that was it. Like, like I could read Irishman, a story about an like, Irishman being clever. Truly, like, I can read stories about Boko Haram and be like, maybe men are okay. And then that <laughs> scene, I was like, men need to be put to death. We could figure it out on our own. Like, a female utopia is coming and I'm going to help it. And like, I was just this, ugh. My counterpoint to that, here's the thing I'm, I'm coming with my own baggage to a, part of this show and one of the things is I truly love that actor because I watched the show Misfits and he oh you know him I know him from his name is Joseph Gilgun he's an English actor actually most of the people on the show are are, are English which I guess this is an English comic book which is like really wow yeah but anyway he's this English actor he's in the Misfits he's in this like miniseries called This Is England I did find his his character's name Cassie, who's like a vampire, I guess. Yeah, he's a vampire. But they don't God really say it. that. No they rules, never re- nothing like is, yeah. he drinks some blood, die? but you don't really get that. Okay. Like he jumps out of a plane. Yeah, the, whatever. And right before you turn it off, he jumps out of a plane. Fine, cool. So where am I then, eh? Well, you know, I know it's a bar. I meant to say what's the location. You know, the state, county, or town, or something. Or maybe there's a phone box handy down by the loo, perhaps. I don't understand the word you're saying, pal. Never mind, Padre, as you were. Preach! Lieutenant! How'd it go? We win this time? Let's try. And it's general. Talk to my wife without talking to me first? Whole town's been hearing stories about, uh, you're a tough guy. Well, show us. This is no time for fighting. We're at war. I don't know how they keep fighting me. It's, I'm getting, I had to jump out of a plane 30,000 feet. Hey, I'll look into it. Meantime, 
stay out of trouble. Get rid of your credit cards, hold up and lay low. Oh man, no, all right. Now listen, I need you to wire me some... Oh, come on, you. He made it his own and like really made a really interesting character and he does a great job with it. So as soon as yeah. I saw him on the screen, I was like, this is fun for me. Anna's cracking us up some Coors Lights at this point. So she's so she's so disinterested in this. Are you talking about werewolves? Nope, not werewolves. All right, you're bringing some baggage too. Not every vampire needs a werewolf. Are you talking about vampires? And then that made me think of werewolves. That made me think of a werewolf killer. It made me think of a silver bullet. Maybe think. Did you? Want are you one? drinking? No, I think you're drinking too. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, if I have to talk about this show, I mean, you two are truly. I and I say this with no bullshit. You're two of my very favorite people to be in the same room as. Um, like top 100 for sure. But I also feel bad shitting on stuff in general because I take it very sensitively when people don't like my I stuff. I have to say this. I really am trying with the podcast to find good shows. Like, I, I found, we watched Angel from Hell, the first yeah. episode, which actually now in retrospect, I've watched a lot of other shows. I'm like, oh, it wasn't really that bad. It was pretty bad. It wasn't terrible though. I mean, it was it was. I just think it got canceled to, like the week later. I just don't think anyone should cast thin people anymore because I don't yeah. think there's because they're well, so hungry. Jane Lynch, she's a lot. She's a lot for the. She's getting. She's she's growing too big for the camera. I think is the thing. She keeps the, growing. <laughs> she's well, she's big. She, she can't she's stop. Huge. She's just. A little, I'm uh, a huge. I've already kind of shit on Seth Rogen, so I'm not gonna shit on Jane Lynch. You can't. You can't. No, and we can't many. do both. We really didn't. We really. We were like, of anything, she's a comedic genius. Whatever. Anyway. Okay, so yeah, okay. But here, I, I, here, I, so 100%, sit, I think Anna is back. right, but I also think that there is a place in which you could say, I don't hate this show because it exists, but is it a good show? Right, 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 right. And I don't know how I feel about that because this, this pilot feels like, it feels like they put all the elements of making like, a not by the numbers pilot. There's like world building and mysterious men coming after and small town characters and yeah, supernatural yeah, yeah. characters. It's which like a be, mad lib that they're filling out with whatever this preacher comic book was. But I feel like they didn't go. I, they did all that, and I should have been intrigued. But they didn't go that like one extra step, which was like explain enough. A li- they needed to just explain. They were trying to make it so like, oh my gosh, I gotta watch the this whole season, the next episode, keep it mysterious enough that I was like. At the end, I was just like, well, I don't actually really know what happened. Right, you know again, I mean? and I think that, that goes to the problem of nothing actually happens in this pilot. We, there are two, in, I think there are two interesting characters. The preacher wasn't really doing it for me. No. There's one shot in the flight. Is that a wig? I mean, come on, guys. I know. He wasn't that interesting, and I think if they had cast like a, cast like a real gawky-looking weirdo theater actor who was like sexy in a way that's like not attractive at all, I think he would have been better yeah okay so yeah and everyone pretty much everyone in this is english which i guess the character the 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 comics are english but also like as an american (laughs) i don't i don't care i don't care about this this show (laughs) we hate men english people and thin people that's it the other thing about this show that really annoyed me is that the main character the preacher has not one but two backstories shrouded in mystery there's the girlfriend who's like, we got to do one more job. Obviously, like, I was a hitman, but he doesn't want to talk about it, doesn't want to go back to it. And we keep getting flashbacks of, like, his dad being killed. We're doing double flat, like, double backstory. Yeah, I don't oh, okay. know. I don't know what's Wait, going on. Wait, so I have a question. So when the little boy 
not that who little. stole that my boy, career ten years ago. That kid is booked fucking. Oh my every god, what is he? Kid. He was in. He's in uh, everything. I was like, I know this kid. What had American everything. Summer? He's in everything. He's the He's literally the most known actor in this in this pilot. That kid books. You know what? He was showing a lot of range in this episode because he was shitty, but then he also like felt bad. Also, we have. All three versions of women in the show. You didn't stick with it. You'd be so much madder if you stuck with it. <laughs> There's small town mom who's like bored with her life and just but, yeah, but like I'm gonna get this preacher in line you know like there's uh there's ex-girlfriend who's a hitman yes yeah, she's the sexy cool great and then Anna did you see this twist coming um the mom who's being abused actually just has rough sex with her I husband like and it. likes it I like it that's always so much worse. You get it's all three always women, so though. much worse, and I don't know why. And that makes me feel bad about myself. Where it's like, oh, she doesn't <laughs> like it. That's okay. Oh, she likes it. That's worse. And then it's like, but what is it about me? But then it's like, no, this is like a room full of guys named Dan who are like, yo, but like, what? Like, what if she likes it? And they're all like, yeah. And they still have a bar fight, which like, if you're gonna use that character as a prop to like. Show the preacher liking violence and how good he is, but not but he doesn't her, like violence against women. But you're using her as a double prop then because she's a prop to make the plot get to that point, and then she's a prop to make that scene a joke. It was so weird. I mean, like, and that's this convoluted uh, domestic abuse plotline was the, the the what prompted you to learn that that this preacher can kick ass which is like you don't need that just like and i think the get show him in a get him in a bar fight that's fine like but the show's trying to yeah. like subvert expectations over and over again and, and stuff like that and play it fun like when we're revealed the son of the sheriff who shot himself in the face and is disfigured and we have that whole like actually technically good sequence of like horror movie we're climbing up the stairs it's scary he opened up the do- door and there's like fun music and all that oh that, oh, did he shoot himself in the face? That's is what that, that is. He, he he tried to commit suicide. The kid. Yeah. And okay. And this is I only know because I, I like read a review or that's, whatever. It, so it's his, one of their main this, hooks. This character is called Arseface, yeah. and everyone's excited. They're, they're, no. It looks like his mouth is an asshole. I think that's a joke. Or, Get you know, like, out that's of my life! Gimmick. No. How did this show become more male? I will say. How did this show become more male? There's a character <laughs> with a butthole for a mouth. Are you fucking kidding? That me? was the one scene that I thought was handled really well in that. Both performers were doing a really good job, they were, and they didn't sell that scene out of like playing it for gross out laugh. Yeah, I, like no, the no. kid actually was like, "God care. hates me." I don't care. But they're tr- at least yeah. when they're trying, I want to give them credit for yeah, the thing yeah, that yeah. I think they did well. His butt looks like a mouth because of a gun. They don't His butt looks it. like a mouth because of a gun. I don't know if they'll call him ass face uh, yeah, or his face, whatever. Because he was not. They can't at least to call him at, like no, it's a yeah. Story. And that's what that's another thing is like if this character. I was confused. So I was like, if this character is called our face, maybe and maybe it's like comes out. Out later that people start calling yeah that. yeah other like, kids like, at school probably why is. isn't he called that in the pilot we should know that but whatever so they're not british they wouldn't say ours well and, and and when i was watching this pilot i'm like well at least it's better than walking dead right now that's what i thought i was like at least amc's trying to do something that's right. like uh not another zombie spinoff right but here's what i'll say but walking kind of dead is. you're already coming to the table with zombies people watch those things mm-hmm. so it's not just a comic book it's a zombie thing and we could get into a talk about like genre television is so rare people will watch a horror television show no matter what because i think that's there's a built-in audience there that tv yeah. doesn't tap yeah. into but which is happening more and more right 
And part of the problem with this is like, now I think there's an audience to buy properties and to make more properties into television shows. And comic books have, for a generation, been a medium that is known for superheroes. That is its best-selling aspect. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that. There are many other kinds of comic books that people love that aren't yeah. all about suppressed masculinity. Do you yeah, think? But uh, then do we you, have to get. Do you, do you feel one. like this guy is gonna be is a superhero? Like the preacher is no. is the superhero of this? My one little thing that I know about like the comic book plot is that it's like they travel and they want to like tell God to go to hell or something, and like that God has quit and it's they're on a road trip. Wait, is that this? Yeah, that's like the comic book property that God has quit. Oh, okay, yeah, because I I did hear him say, if there, I knew there weren't anybody be listening, I would pray. <laughs> Wait, that's not what this is going to be. <laughs> if and I knew, and then like 11 minutes of a Swiffer commercial. <laughs> if and I didn't know the God isn't up in the heavens, I would isn't on him. I have a really... I don't know if we want to be making predictions here because I know we're probably. No, do we know no, if that's it's picked point. up or not? I mean, yeah. Oh, it's definitely picked up. It's AMC. They're they're gonna oh, order. Oh, yeah. I saw. I thought it's I a saw series that to order. Okay, cool. I mean, they they've already made this season. Um, did I, they? Are they one of the? Uh, sorry, are they one of the channels who's done away with pilot season? Because I know that some places are doing that. Ever, no? I mean, honestly, I most think, have done away. For I mean, AMC, there is pilot season, but it, I mean, the way in which uh, like uh, uh, networks roll out their shows, it's crazy now. I mean, there's no. They okay. obviously do kind of fall. Well, you gotta mid, also mid divorce winter. network from right, right, cable. From, sure, from cable. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The other thing is, I feel like AMC since like Mad Men put them on the map. Mad Men was a past pilot that another network passed on. I think a couple networks Madden. passed yeah. on. I thought you said Madden. I was like, they made they a made TV a TV show, show out of Madden. Madden. <laughs> they made a, a TV of show NFL Blitz, of the show. <laughs> video game of a TV sport. A TV sport. I need to go rip out my uterus and uh, smear it on the Western Wall. Well, AMC also. Where are you going with that dress? Because women should be allowed there, and I want to prove it. Oh. No, but AMC does. So, to your point of like, do they do a pilot season or not? AMC does even a weirder thing, which is they split their seasons into two, like for right. Walking Dead, and and they did it for which, Mad Men too. Writing to that is one of the most annoying trends, I think, in television. Well, honestly. it frustrates people. I'm, I'm assuming this this show will probably have a full first season, but then I bet they'll go to the half season thing. Well, I don't even know just to just to fill the gap between yeah. Walking Dead or Fear of Walking Dead or whatever. But that's the also shows like are. kind of it's more like a mini series, which gives it a little bit more added weight, which is sort of British. You'd think, but yeah, the, yeah, I think the difference true. is that the 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 British television I've watched, it's not all about building to a climate to a to a to a cliffhang. And that's what I think is the problem with the, more of a slow burn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's an issue because it's not like we're doing a three-episode arc with certain characters. It's like, oh, we have eight. So episodes four or five, we got to ratchet down the tension because we need two more till that mid-season finale. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I don't more know how much like, Walking it's Dead more baggage like, I'm bringing into here. Wow. Yeah, it's you've more been like burned better by those call zombies. Saul. You know, that... I haven't that, watched that. Oh. I need to. It's all on my DVR. Yeah, I mean, it's... it That you that you could split up and I would still watch it. Because you know what? It's not about the climax. It's about the characters. It's sure. about, like, caring about them. Which it's, all television should be. Exactly. But when it fails, it's not. And <sighs> that's the thing about this show is... 
I got they were waiting till the end to give him the powers. I felt like in this pilot. Uh-huh. And we're supposed to know who this guy is. This brooding man. Yeah. Basically is the character. And I just felt like I wasn't digging any of the southern Yeah town characters i like the irish vampire maybe that's because i love that actor i think he's gonna be i think he's gonna be a crowd favorite i couldn't I, understand I like a word he said <laughs> that's part of the fun truly couldn't understand a word he said well that was the, the preacher couldn't either and that was right a, a shit, like, well i missed it later yeah. yes i decided that i was i'm no. allowed to choose joy so i shut off. <laughs> i like the i like the ex-girlfriend i like the i like the hitman ex-girlfriend i liked her character introduction the 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 opening credits had like a cool like lo-fi kind of feel and i felt that same way about the girl fighting in the car like yeah. it was a little campy while still having energy i enjoyed yeah, yeah. little touches like that but I that's did, not what the show was I, yeah it, yeah I, I mean like i feel like the disparate uh elements of this i could foresee myself really enjoying this but the the actual plot of the pilot and the way the pilot what was written plot? and produced right exactly the way the pilot was produced was not conducive to make me understand right, right. Yeah. what's going also, on. Also, do we need, do we uh, which, as like uh, human beings still need a plot point of, I've got a job. Do we need that? I don't think we need that anymore. You gotta get, get on this. I got a job. Also, this show had You two gotta do scenes, one last job. One last me. job. Two scenes back to back of just two people talking in or around a car, which is just like, let's do better. Oh, an alien comes down and shoots a guy and he smokes a cigarette and there's beer. But here's the thing about that. And I think you're right on this show. There are, like you said in your beginning, you're down for shows that are like weird and uh, can do fun stuff like that. This pilot in watching it, every other scene I was like, oh, that's interesting. What are we doing? This show is going to have a true blood problem. Which, like, we're talking about uh, flipping the coin there. Yeah. I watched True Blood. I a watched all of There's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of nudity. True Blood became uh, honestly disgusting True, towards yeah, the end. Well, as far as, like, plot, its characters, any kind of consistency. But I'll also bad. say that True Blood benefited from being able to show as much tits, yes. boobs, yes. dicks as they wanted also, to. Also, they did not show many dicks. True Blood had my main problem. True Blood had this, and I think it was a blessing, and then it became a curse. And this show might have the same problem. Like with Walking Dead, we know it's only zombies, right? But with True Blood, it was like vampires, and then also blood magic, and then fairies, and it just like it became and so then much. Were panthers? And then yeah, I mean, it was fun for a while, and then it got. That was such a it got, problematic storyline. It got so Do crazy. We remember the were panthers? No, I didn't get that far. I don't think. My point in that this show is going to have a true blood problem is I don't care about Southern Sheriff when I have Irish Vampire. And it's going to be real hard for this show to make me care about mom with three kids who, like, just cares about the church. Well, that's how I feel about true. That's how I feel about Walking Dead, too, is, like, I don't fucking care about Rick. I'm sorry. He's a boring actor. He's, got he's not a bore. He's given so much crap on that show. Really? I think he's kind of, I think, I mean, it's always the same. And maybe it's the writing. He's always, the, it's always the same shit with him. You know what I mean? But then every once in a while. Oh, by the way, a new, new, uh, 
new part of the this podcast. Uh, that's beer number two for Anna. Beer number two, <laughs> wine number one. She got to one commercial break in the show. I'm sorry. She got to beer two. I went podcast. to a five hour bridal shower yesterday, so I reserve the right to get day drunk. This You're episode really rep- repping the the women's studies. Well, part. I'm also just angry about gender right now because if I wasn't female, I wouldn't have to be there. The epi- this fair. episode is brought to you by Coors Light. Um, obviously, <laughs> I, I guess that's what it was advertised during AMC's uh, The Preacher to Anna because she's should have been cracking. No, them. it was just like sprint. Um, <laughs> and to circle back around, I do think Seth Rogen is allowed to have a passion project, and I don't come into it disliking the show because of that. But I, I cannot turn that part of my brain off where I'm like. I don't know who's bringing what to this and why I'm watching well, it. Well, let me tell you. Okay, so developed by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, uh, and Sam Catlin. Evan Goldberg is like Seth Rogen's buddy. They've been super, super bad. Pineapple Express, this right. is the end. They met, I didn't, and I didn't know this about Seth Rogen. He was a writer on the Ali G show. Mm. And that's where this guy, and then, so, and then the other guy involved, Sam Catlin. It was a writer and producer of Breaking Bad. So he's just like an AMC guy. Um, so that that is who is making this show. Uh, the director of photography for this episode is Bill Pope. Oh my God. Yeah. Who, Who's that? who did Academy Award nominated. He did all the AD. Matrix movies. Wow. Oh my God. Um, he did the Cosmos. Uh, Jesus. Space what was he nominated for? He just did. Space? He was the Jungle Book guy that just did Jungle Book. He, I mean, he's a, he's. What was he nominated for for an Academy Award? Oh, I don't know. It was AC just like two sci-fi. or three years ago. Avatar? It might have been Avatar. No, no, no it wasn't Avatar. That. But um, yeah, I mean, he did, he does Cut like. that out because it made me sound like I didn't know something. Like something really important. <laughs> Leave it in so I'll that people know that I'll men f- are fallible. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm fine. Yeah. No, but I mean, okay. But I, I, I think he's the director of photography for this episode and then someone else is taking over. So I do he, think the episode He's the great. one who's going to- I thought it looked beautiful. I thought it yeah. shot really Yeah, it was really not. I mean, it's a good show. It's a good looking show. I, I will say that. And I think if they can figure out- how to make me care about the characters? I will watch. I will probably watch it. I probably won't watch it. It probably won't be something I'll sit down and just stare at the TV and watch. But I'll probably have it on while I'm like surfing the internet. You know, it's it was truly uneven. See, Anna, I I felt like you were either going to hate watch the back half or turn it off at some point. But I didn't think it would be during plane fight. I thought it was going to be me when either. the the first woman to really talk has to be like oh i'm sorry it didn't happen and i was 12 <laughs> minutes into a show that very is marketed fair. to the general public no, yeah that's very good fair. point good um, point no 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 i mean but i get it like you know the the things are the way they are paradigms are paradigms and like people have to exist within that i understand it you know like shows are gonna especially if it's a pilot like shows are gonna do better if they have more men talking than women like i get it my issue oh, is, though, see, but if we're living in this kind of world where these are the things that get made, at least let's make them very good. And I don't know that I would say that about this show because yeah. it's so uneven. And I wish that it were weirder. Like, I wish that the overall form was more Devil's informed. Advocate, you quit the show when the, when the, when the vampire fine. was first Listen, revealed. Listen, I'm saying that overall it could have felt like there will be blood. Like, it could have felt like this weird... I just think it could have been God, more. I wish there will be more of a TV show. Honestly, I would like, man, I would never turn it uh, off. Oh, as a multicam sitcom, 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I did. I will milkshake probably, episode. <laughs> I'll probably continue it if I had given myself more time to watch it. I may have given myself an extra hour. But there was a point where you would have hated the show. I just think sure. that you came a little early. No, no, no. What I, I understand. Happen. I understand. But I think that uh, if it had just been a little spookier, like, and I feel this way about a lot of like mass market stuff that like they can be a little bit weird, but then there's so many hands in the pot that they go a little bit more mainstream with it but it's like not far enough that it feels weird but then like the charm you could get from the yeah, weird isn't fully saying, imagined enough what i'm what i'm feeling like is i wish it had been less uh like mystery keeping me uh, like keeping me intrigued by the mystery of what's happening and more intrigued by how weird stuff is yeah because i don't like when shows are like we're so interesting because then i'm like prove it well, like just they be, didn't prove it, and they didn't yeah, prove it. it just felt very Hollywoody. That's my issue with this is that, and I wrote this down. I wrote down some things. It it felt like there's a there's a script in which you follow to make a pilot that isn't. What's the word I'm looking for? There's certain pilots that are like we're going to be the the alt kind of show where we're breaking up the narrative flow. You know, like. Tennessee, not that long ago. That part, I think Tennessee was or Kansas, wherever they cut to during the, yeah, the driving scene. Yeah, they cut to scene. a lot of. Oh, now no, I'm remembering. Yeah, they cut to a lot of different right. places. Which I like, loved. I loved the the, font was the cool, big nice. font. Yeah, yeah, like little things like yeah, that. that was I cool. did. The I wanted more was good. of that. I mean, the but aesthetic was good. It felt like they were putting all of these elements that maybe are part of the preacher comic book into a mad lib of like this is what the show's supposed to be so we get the flashback to the deep dark secret whatever is pushing our main character we get the fact that our main character was some kind of violent the macho man you know masculinity is in him when he's trying to be something else and we also get this kind of world building like who are these two silent men who are following our main character uh oh uh oh yeah and maybe that is Which a compliment is like, of the show because it's like that's how you make a good pilot. You have all these elements. I was not elements. interested in those two at all, though. Is the problem is like I already saw that on Fargo. You know, like the you know, like, just off the top of my head. Two, also, it's uh, like two guys, Firefly. Yeah, it's like exactly two like, guys. Just two guys walking around who obviously are uh, angels. Power. They're angels. Or, we know they're angels. Let's be honest. You got that from this? I think they're angels, and I think whatever that spirit thing is, wow. is like god power or something. Wow, oh. you got a lot more from yeah, this pilot god. than I did. Like I said, preface this. Loved Marvel Comics, grew up, huge part of my heart. I get why people could hate how it's everywhere in popular culture right now because of the way Hollywood mm-hmm. does tentpole business, but like, I love those things. Alright, okay, we gotta wrap this up. Then. Okay. Um. So, uh, will you watch another one? Anna? <laughs> I, here's the deal you might be lost if you didn't fire up episode two yeah I'll be like I don't why are there vampires um, I probably will watch the rest of this pilot and then write a thing you piece. will I think I will it's oh, free oh good alright you know um, we'll do a follow up later I don't think summer. I would devote we'll myself to the, the show because I just feel bad like supporting shows that are so like, I just don't think we should accept that anymore from television. Well, once you watch the rest of the end episode, I want you to I want you to call me and we'll... I'll post on the boards. Yeah, whatever. The, uh, All right, Mike? I'm glad people who felt passionately about a comic book was able to make a television show. I don't know that I truly loved the show that was made. I, this is the kind of show that I'll watch for a couple episodes to see you if will. they yeah. do the things, if they have fun with the stuff that is fun, yeah. or if they try to put a circle into a square 
Now that would work a square into a circle and and jump right to True Blood season four. Don't which is put what, shapes in places. That's my issue. That's that's my fear of the show. And truly, like, dude's got his power now. I think he did a bad job in the pilot and that it took so long. I didn't care about the character before that happened. I will give it a chance to see if it could say something interesting. Yeah, I think I think I will I think I will actually watch this show. I but but for the same reason is like I think it was not the best uh use of time for a pilot. But I think the visual aspects are interesting. Right. I mean, if the comic book is as great as everyone says, and the 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 plot line, the plot is interesting, you know. Let me just great. may I for just one minute. Didn't read the comic book, so maybe this is unfair. But like, it was made in 1994. I think everyone's kind of grading on a curve. Maybe not. I should read it before I say that. But like, yeah. I'm sure. If you came Nostalgia to it now, value. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what? Take pretend that power scene didn't happen. What scene? The the scene where he got his where the 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 spear goes. Yeah. Up. Pretend that doesn't happen. What is different for in the preacher from the beginning to the end, and why? Nothing. No, nothing. He decides not to quit. He decides not to quit, but he also decides... Is it just because he, he got asked no. face to come to the church? Was he, that, like, what no, we're like I to think, believe? I think what happens is he decides, <laughs> even before uh, the power comes in, he does decide that he can be a bad preacher. He decides he can be bad and also be good, I think. I think, I think in the beginning of the pilot, he was... A preacher who was boring and nice and kind. He was sticking to the script, sticking literally. Sticking to the script, and and he and that was his deal. And I think I did see him in 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 over the course of the pilot be like, okay, I can still kick people's asses and be a preacher. That's the and only, his thing and that, was like, but, oh, I'm going to try to solve like, this woman's problem in the way that I think it should yeah. be solved. And then she he decides that that's not what it is. Still gets into the bar fight scene for. Basically, no reason. Let's be fair. I guess they're saying that the man doesn't have to be a domestic abuser to also be a jerk who could use a who could use a, a bar fight. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. know what the show wanted to say either. It is weird when you're like but no, putting I, yourself I, in a position I, I, to say something and it's completely unfair. Yeah. I, okay. So I guess the point is, I'm gonna watch another episode of this show because I want to see if it gets better. Fair. And and that's not the case with every pilot. Sometimes, like, I don't want to watch another. Uh, episode because i don't care if it gets better because and i don't care about but to i go do to want what, it to be better to so go to what I, we, we open this up talking about like i was saying that um the world will bend over backwards to give well-meaning uh, white males <laughs> the opportunity to do whatever they want <laughs> that maybe there is a silver lining to that where we could be where exist in a world where we get very interesting television out of that because i don't think that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, Goldberg are are approaching this lackadaisically. I think they truly care about it and they truly want it to be as good yeah, as they yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, and there's, there's, and that's kind of why I have hope for it. Yes, and exactly, it's like they're giving exactly. it money, and I think AMC cares about it, right. and you know, I mean, there is something to be said for that, right? So, uh, anyway, all right, so know. let's 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 wrap this up. Um, you want to play the outro song? <laughs> uh. 
Mike, you got anything you want to plug right now? Absolutely nothing to plug. Well, Gentleman Party. Oh, Gentleman Party, yeah. Um, I'm in a sketch and improv group with uh, Anna Dresden, is in it. And Hello. She, she also, halfway through most of the sketches, will be like, this she, is she terrible. Out. I'll be like, there's too many men There's talking. too many. There are too many men in that group, by the way. Fair. Uh, <laughs> we do. We do shows at the People's Improv Theater all the time, and you should check us out. Yeah, they're hilarious. Uh, gentleman Party and Anna. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Anna Dresden, and you can buy my book, How May We Hate You, on Amazon. Please buy Or wherever book. books are sold that they have my book. I cannot wait to listen to the audiobook. All oh, yeah, the audiobook. That's all over really Stoops in Park Slope. All I also Stoops. have a Twitter. It's my expense that I don't use, but if I got a follower or two, I'd probably be like, <laughs> hey, thanks. Oh, great. Maybe yeah. I should write a tweet. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for talking about this show with me. Honestly, and thank you for having I'm me. I'm just yeah, glad we got so to hang out. Ella. All right. Thanks. Yay. All right. We are here. Well, just me, actually. It's just Evan this time. And I'm here with Kaylee Smith Westbrook. She is the founder and CCO of Series Fest, yes, correct? CCO. And that stands for? Chief Creative Officer. Amazing. It's okay. My whole team still calls me COO, and I'm like, I'm not a COO. They're like, what is a CCO? I'm like, Chief Creative Officer. Like, more doesn't that make sense? More of an artiste. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's really my background. I'm a producer, an yeah. actress, a writer, a director. So I think that's why my partnership with Randy, our CEO, um, works so well is because she comes from the background of um, producing film festivals and my brain works totally different than hers Mm -hmm. and very creative. And I think that is just really a nice balance because I'll see something in a new way and she'll be like, but that's not how it's done. I'm like, well, why not? She's like, oh, you're right. We can do it that yeah, way. That's so that's how it can be done now. Yeah. Yeah, of course. We had Randy on the podcast a few oh, months right, right, right. ago. Yeah. So, so you know her well. Co-founder. Um, and you guys are New York-based, correct? Uh, well, technically I'm by coastal, okay, but I'm right. more LA-based right now. Well, talk about the decision to, to have the Series Fest here in Denver. So when Randy and I started talking about launching the festival, it was really important to both of us that we found a place um, that was a destination festival so everyone could really immerse themselves in all of the events for the weekend. Um, And we were looking at – we talked about a few different states, and I'm originally from Denver. Okay. And we talked about basically the time of year we were going to hold this and where we we felt um, that – in the TV industry, even though it's constantly changing, like when we would be able to really gather everyone mm-hmm. when they wouldn't be too much in production. And we talked about June and July, and I said, well, Colorado is beautiful in June oh, and July. Um, so uh, I reached out to a family friend and um, started just picking his brain. I was like, do you think this is a good idea to come here? And he was like, well, let me reach out to the governor's office. And the next thing I know is on the phone with um, Donald Zuckerman who is the head of the uh, TV and media and film here, gotcha. commissioner. And um, we talked to him for probably like an hour on the phone. And then he was like, come out here. Let's talk in person. So yeah. we hopped in a plane. He introduced us to Britta Erickson at the Denver Film Society. And it just seemed like the perfect yeah. partnership. And we had so much – they gave us so much support without having the Denver Film Society – um, this definitely would not be as successful. Right. I mean, as it's it probably is. great to have that built built in yeah, infrastructure. Definitely. Yeah. Great. Um. Yeah. And I I've never really been to Denver. Oh, by the way, we are in we're Denver in Denver. Now. Yeah. So and it's beautiful. Great it's time of year. It's been a hundred degrees every day, and then Yesterday today was a little hot. But wait, so this is actually <laughs> what 
Denver weather is, which is like 70s, 80s. And then in the afternoon, it's raining outside, like huge thunderstorm right now, which is every typical day in Colorado. Yeah. In the afternoon, it rains for two hours and then it's beautiful again. Yeah. Who knows? I didn't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about – I'm so excited to go to Red Rocks yeah. for opening night. Oh Sia is going to be there, who I love. So exciting. Um, and just give us a little breakdown of like the amazing events and panels and stuff that's going on yeah. this week. So we actually kick off events tomorrow night. We're doing like a pre-opening right, right. at the Sea Film Center. We have um, a panel um, – that is hosted in partnership with the Denver Film Society. Um, and it's about the business of acting. And we have some really cool panelists. Um, we have an agent from Denver on it, a casting director from L.A., um, and also an actress, a pretty well-known actress. So I'm going to make you go to our website and check out all their names, <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> SeriousFest.com. Um, and then Wednesday is our official opening, and we have hundreds of people flying in. Yeah, We um, – are doing so opening night at Red Rocks. Of course, Randy and I will come out and introduce the festival yeah. and everything. And we have um, the premiere, the North American premiere of BBC America's The Hunt. So we're showing Great. one of their episodes. And then we have Sia coming out and doing a full hour and Maddie's performing, oh, yeah. which is going to be. Maddie. Oh my God. It's, it's amazing. Today, <laughs> this is actually really funny. Today, we went to. Um, do an interview at Nine News, and we were talking to um, the interviewer before, and she was like, my daughter came home from the pool the other day crying. And I was like, oh my God, where is the story going? She's like, mom, Maddie Ziegler is coming. Oh my and, gosh, my parking alarm, sorry. Oh my, that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Time to move your car? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> um, back in Chicago. It's back in Chicago, <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're going to make it in time. Well, she's but, probably, I mean, she's probably such a, like, good role model for like young ladies absolutely and i guess this child was a dancer and you know maddie is you know i mean if i was maddie's age and i was a dancer i'd be like i want to be her like what an incredible experience (laughs) to work with an artist like sia and also just maddie in her own right is so talented and that's what we also when we talked about who we were going to go out to for opening night we really wanted someone who um really supports other artists um but it's a storyteller in their own way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So that was really important yeah. to us. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, you also let's see what are, what are some other things you got going on. We have here? going on. Um, we have some awesome panels this year. I have to say, last year we had six. This year we have fifteen. No. Um, we just expanded <laughs> just a little bit. Probably you know, a little more work. But. So Friday, I'm so excited. We have um, a panel with NBC, the president of NBC, Jennifer Salkey's coming out, um, and yeah. Grace Wu. We have their whole comedy team coming out. Lauren Ash from Superstore. Um, and they're going to talk about um, TV today and kind of diversity and what's going on in the industry, sure. which will be really interesting. Um, we have TV Land p- um, panel on Saturday where um, Brad Gardner's coming out and he found this web series, Teachers. This is so funny that the teachers, one of my best friends, they're good friends of the podcast. Oh my God, yeah, yay, so I love that. <laughs> well, I'm so excited. We have two of the girls yeah. coming out. Um, which I'm so excited about, and I'm actually moderating the panel. So um, that's going to be really fun and exciting. And then Thursday night, so cool, we have um, Kim Cattrall, who's on our jury, and she's having a conversation with Krista Smith from Vanity Fair. She's the West Coast editor of Vanity Fair on our advisory board. One of the most amazing women I've ever met. Um, Just so freaking awesome. And I'm so excited for them to sit down together and talk to Kim about her new show, Sensitive Skin. 
and also um, talk a little bit about Sex and the City. And we're going to screen one screen one of our favorite episodes. Oh, we had like a big fun. team discussion. <laughs> and I kept downloading episodes. It's like, what about this one? What about this? Yeah. So. Cosmos, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. She must be so sick. Of, she probably just hates Cosmos. But they probably. must all drink. Like, They're be, just like done. Yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, yeah, you also have uh, FX is the strain yes. anatomy of a show. That's going to be incredible. Which Carlton Cuse is like one of the Huge. biggest showrunners. He has like four, three or four I know, and he's coming right out and now. he's going to come out and talk about – it's going to be incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a Friday, right? You're looking at my schedule. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Friday's really cool. I think I'm literally going from the FX panel to the NBC panel. Um, and then we have um, a screening of uh, a new Netflix doc, yeah. um, which is really cool. They just announced it and we're premiering it, which is like super cool and exciting. I know. I, I tried to look it up. It's like there's not even a trailer yet. Yeah. But yeah, it's essentially about this Mississippi junior college yeah. that has like an insane success rate of like getting people into the NFL. Yeah. And – I think it's in a town of like 700 people or something. It's, it's incredible. Just, yeah. I'm so excited to see it. I mean, I'm not necessarily. I'm actually getting, as we're talking about like yeah, our lineup, I'm yeah, getting more excited. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to go and do that. <laughs> it's actually really funny. This morning we had a walkthrough for, um, we're doing a 48-hour series jam, which is basically like a hackathon. Uh, we've partnered up with Interlude and um, they are a tech company and it's um, interactive entertainment. So we're... So basically, like, you are like, oh, does he want to eat a banana or an apple? And you're like, oh, I want, he wants to eat the apple. And then the story, you know, goes yeah. on from there. So basically, yeah. um, we put out submissions or put up for people to submit. Mm-hmm. And we have seven teams coming out. They have 48 hours to create um, a short video showing what their series will be. And then they win um, a prize and money to go awesome. create the rest of the series. What a good idea. Um, but we had a walkthrough today over at our partners at CU. We're doing it on their campus and they're hosting us and we're using their editing rooms, their editing bay mm-hmm. and um, all of their stuff. And I was like listening to Randy talk about this because I haven't been as involved. And I was like, Wait, do you need me this week? Because I'm going to go join one of the teams. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I want to so go. Amazing. I want to go hang with these yeah, artists yeah. and go create that. That sounds yeah. so fun. And of course, the base of Series Fest is the independent yes. pilots, um, which we should probably also talk. about. I mean, look, we started the the festival because we wanted to support independent artists. Right. You know, I um, I feel like it's so important to create a community. Um, a, there, there's a community in independent film and there really isn't for independent yeah. television. And I had experienced that firsthand because I had created my own web series mm-hmm. that I produced, acted in yeah. and wrote. Um, and I just felt like I was kind of on this island all by myself. And then we started pitching it for television. I was like, what's going on? And yeah. it was just very overwhelming um, in a lot of ways. And I, that was back in 2000. 2009 so uh-huh. now the industry has changed so much and i'm like there needs to we need to be able to support these right. other artists um and there's so much great content being made we have 34 pilots in competition and some i mean they're all wonderful yeah. and some of them are just mind-blowing i'm like i don't understand how they did that independently yeah i don't understand why this isn't on television <laughs> so i'm well, really excited to give them a place for them to yeah. come screen it for other well, people. Well, just the television industry has changed so much yeah. lately with all the different platforms, uh, internet-based stuff. And I feel like 
you know, it used to just be the big networks and it was kind of just a, a self-contained cycle of yeah. stuff. And really now they're they're looking for more. They're opening up the doors and there's so many other people Absolutely. willing to like, you know, find new voices, which is so amazing. And, Absolutely. And the the I mean, I feel like Sirius Fest couldn't have come at a better time. Thank you. You know what I mean? So. I agree. I mean, honestly, I feel like since the moment we started doing this well, it's been a lot of work. And a lot of banging down doors, I also just felt like this was something that was meant to exist. And we're just grateful that Denver and Colorado has opened their arms to us and been mm-hmm. so supportive. And also the networks. And I mean, the fact that we have, you know, out here this week, you know, executives from NBC, yeah. FX, we have TBS, ABC. TV9, um, yeah. And all of that makes it worth it because we have these independent content creators. And Randy and I both say that. Everyone always says, what was the best moment from last year, from your first year? And it was a moment where Randy and I were standing at the top of the stairs at the Seafoam Center and we looked out and the whole lobby was buzzing. People were going into a panel and coming out of a screening. And I looked over and I saw – um, a very well-known television director talking to an independent content creator ta- and then other creators talking to other people and this producer talking to this person. And we were like, oh my God, this is this is bigger than us. There yeah. is a synergy here. There's something that um, is happening that's out of our control. And it's just <laughs> so cool to be a part of. Magical. It was. It's it is. It's, it's, yeah. It is. It's very yeah. magical. Yeah. Um, that's so So cool. I'm looking forward to Honestly, what I'm most looking forward to this week is having all these content creators here that are able to come out um, and actually meeting them. And also all the people that I've spent the past year and a half talking to, all the execs Mm -hmm. and producers that are coming out that are on panels and actors that we have coming out, um, that to have everyone here is what I'm most looking forward to. Great. Yeah. Well, I – Give us a little rundown how people can get tickets and that kind of thing. So you can go to seriesfest.com. Great. Um, that's and pretty easy. that's pretty easy. And you can go to lineup and schedule. You can see everything. Yeah. You can still buy tickets for opening night, which is in 48 hours. You don't want to miss Sia's first performance ever in Colorado, first performance ever at Red Rocks. It's going to be epic. Yeah, she was just at Coachella and people said it was so The write-ups about her were like literally the best performance ever at Coachella. (laughs) And I'm I'm beyond beyond thrilled. Yeah, I'm so excited. All right, cool. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I've been looking at this schedule all week and I'm just – You don't know what to go to? No, I mean like I'm trying to figure it out. I I agree. Actually, my mom was like – I just want to get there and just know what I'm going to. Just tell me what to go to. Mm-hmm. And for three days, I kept saying to Randy, I don't know. Do I send her to, the, to this? Do I send her to this? I don't know. But these conflict. I want them to like go, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, But it's it's well laid out on the website. So you can go to SeriousFest.com. Yeah, and I think there's and, really something for everyone. Yeah, like, totally. You can totally. go see a Netflix show at the same time, which we didn't even talk about, is we have an international section this year. Oh, right. So – um, there's an amazing show from Israel and the UK and there's from all over. It's really incredible. So. All right. Well, cool. Um, you probably have a lot of work to do. Get gearing up. No, I have so. nothing. I'm just, I'm going to go take a nap. I've, you know, I've been up since 530 in the morning. All good. Great. No, well, yeah. <laughs> Thank and you so, I'm so much. I'm so excited to be here this week. I know. We're so fun. excited to have you and I look forward to being able to talk to everyone to hear from more of our staff and yeah. content creators and it'll be cool. Oh my God. Okay. 
So I almost forgot mm-hmm. to play our game that we play every week. So, um, or every episode. So essentially, this is called Crashed Pilots. Uh-uh. I'm going to read you three log lines. Oh, no. One is a real failed television show. Okay. And the other two are <laughs> written for our gener- for log lines for our generous Kickstarter backers. So. Oh, my God. This is really bad. So just pick which one you think was the real show. Can I just like preface this with something for sure. a second? I'm really bad at games. I'm like the person who you'll be like playing charades with or something and I'll have to act out like President Obama or something and I'll look, they'll be like, the president, the president. I'll be like, I don't know his name. Like that's how my the brain pressure, works. The pressure. The pressure. The pressure this gets is very low stakes. I know, but I feel like I'm going to hurt someone's feelings or offend someone. No, no, no. Really? No, no, okay. No, no, this is Okay. I'm not, I, I'm so sorry for anyone I offend if I, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm picking the one that I don't think is real. No, that you think was a real show. That was a real show. Okay. Oh, yeah. see, exactly. I'm not good at playing <laughs> games or listening, clearly. All right. The first one is called Sunshine State. Okay. This Fox workplace comedy centered around New Yorker Patricia Mercado, a big bank human resources executive whose entire existence centered around putting out fires. When transferred to the company's Florida headquarters, the diverse set of co-workers changes, and suddenly she's dealing with hurricanes. They made the pilot starring Edie Falco, but it wasn't picked up to series. So that's called Sunshine State. Okay. The next one is called Full Plate. Full Plate was Food Network's first attempt at scripted programming. It centered around Nicole Peterson, whose PR firm specialized in working with high maintenance... <laughs> high maintenance? High maintenance celebrity chefs many notable chefs were attached to appear but the project fell through in 2008 so that's full plate and then the last one is called manimal this nbc action adventure centered around dr jonathan chase an nyu professor who had the ability to shapeshift into any animal naturally he used his gift to help police solve crimes it lasted eight episodes so which one and that's manimal which one do you think was the real show Sunshine State about the uh, human resources lady. What year was Sunshine State? Do you have that information? Uh, I don't. Okay. <laughs> You're taking this seriously. I am taking it seriously because I actually think that that would be a good show and could be funny, but I don't think Edie Falco would do something on Fox. Should I, I probably shouldn't say that <laughs> um, just because she has been doing cable. So this would have had to have been something which was early 90s before you even had um, – yeah. Sopranos? Sure. You see, you have so much strategy. I I'm sorry. That. Okay, so, and then so the next one was... Full Plate, Food Network's first scripted programming uh-huh. about celebrity chefs, and then Manimal. And see, I feel one. like the obvious choice would be Manimal because you would never believe that that would actually exist, uh-huh. but I would go with Full Plate. I think Full Plate actually existed. And then uh, it went away. No, it I was, was wrong. Manimal. No, it, it was. was. Oh, my God. See, I should have gone with my so, instinct. It's just such an insane, insane idea. Yeah, because the other ones, like, actually made sense. The Edie Falco <laughs> thing through me, because I was like, I don't see her playing that. Like, I don't know who I saw in my head doing that, but it just didn't seem like a dramatic Edie Falco. I love writing these. They're like, it's like my, my favorite thing is writing the, the the ones that aren't real. So That's really funny. Yeah. Manimal. Yeah. What network? It was on in the 80s on NBC. Oh, it was the 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it. That makes so much sense now. (laughs) So much sense. Cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you. Oh, well, there's another one, Maya. But man, did I miss you this week? It was crazy. I know. I'm so sad. And I love that Anna has so many opinions about Preacher having only watched 13 minutes. Right. I I mean, I kind of expected that. That's why I knew she's always a, a good guest. 
She is, and at the same time, I've watched zero minutes of it, and I agree with every single thing that she said. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, that's that. Um, well, I can't wait for you to arrive in Denver on Saturday for Series Fest. I know, I can't wait. Um, and and listeners, don't forget, if you're if you happen to be in Denver, or if you have friends or long-lost cousins or anyone... In Denver, tell them about Series Fest. Yeah, and have them come find me at the SIA concert because I'll be there. That should be easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find all of our social media links and information at pilotcopilots.com. Don't forget to subscribe and spread the word about us. Yeah, and you can find me on Instagram at Van Watts. And mine is Maya Boudreau, like my name. Pilot Copilots is produced by Evan Watkins and Maya Boudreau with music by Chris Ryan. Thanks for listening.